0: Going and on. here we go again you got it oh man weather's back to nice at least
1: Yes, yeah, i would say very nice i have uh current because i always like to look at it 76 according to the old apple watch
0: hmm it's nice it's been hot it's been cold it's been an interesting spring that's for sure nothing has stuck around it's been one thing or the other nothing too uh consistent no haven't done anything this spring done any uh fishing or hunting or zero it is fishing you,
1: do. more biking than than anything but
0: uh you cyclists but that's you're been that's hawkage. not on the road that's been <laughs> in the,
1: on the trails It's not the people that get in your way oh you've
0: been mountain biking mhm oh, yeah I think we talked about that on another show you uh it was in the sh- in the shop so to get fixed good yep they repair what was needed I just
1: needed a new. Rear rotor brake system, I had zero rear brake, and that's not a defying trip that I want to (laughs) take. I mean, you can still slow with front brakes, but uh, I wouldn't want to be on a trail trying that.
0: Or I don't know much about mountain bikes. Are the uh, Shimano or Shimano is that still a good? Oh yeah, producer of the derailers and the yeah, brakes or, and everything. Yeah.
1: This is uh, it becomes the kind of a Ford Chevy or pick whatever brands are you know pitting against each other in production thing. But Shimano and SRAM, which is spelled S R A M, they are the two. As far as I know, they, they're the, the main two component makers. And you will find this weird, is why I'm sharing it with you. So you could go buy a really high-end Trek Specialized. One of those are very popular names that most people recognize. You could buy their highest-end, say, mountain bike. And they will have a combination of those. Do you find that weird? they would be like if uh, uh, Ford used some company to make, let's say, accessory things, but yet they like used one of their rivals as another part. Does that make sense?
0: I feel like I've – well, maybe. I felt like I have seen that SRAM – on things before, but never knew what it was. Like they must make other little, because you know Shimano also makes, or however it's pronounced, they also right. make fishing rods and small things. Yes,
1: yeah. uh, excellent fishing. We're so just rails. end
0: them, the small mechanical thing. Yeah, my best reel I have is a – I Always said Shimano as a kid, or I can't remember Shimano. They, Shimano, uh, right?
1: Yes, and that uh, it's one of my favorite reels as well is the Shimano. And I mean I like both those guys equally in terms of the bike components, but uh, not that this is a bike show for anybody into bikes. But um, it uh, it does well. It stops now, whereas before it would not stop. It was uh, bullish <laughs> through the <laughs> woods, and I did not enjoy that. It was fine through the neighborhood. Kind of this uh, COVID coronavirus lockdown, uh, being outside a lot more with your is family. Is it a disc brake? Yes. Or is it just on the rims? No, 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 no. The other discs now.
0: I've never had a bike with that kind of brakes. I mean I, motorcycle. I've never had a cyclist. I bike. think
1: mm, is that has found its way all the, the way down. Yes. It has found its way all the way down to the much more budget friendly. Ver- and of course, like every new thing, it started out being only the highest end stuff probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, and
0: like I remember when shocks started coming mm-hmm. on Huffies on the front. And I was like, well, you don't have shocks. Your, right. your bike sucks. Right. Well, <laughs> Speaking of Shimano, um, My buddy finally got a uh, a bait caster, and he's trying to get me to get one, and I can't decide if I want to break down and do what everyone does and do the hand switch, or if I want to continue my stubborn idea that I want to reel with my dumb hand, which is my left hand, and that way I don't have to switch hands after I cast, or or if I if I did... Yeah, yeah, so I don't have to switch hands, which... Find when you have these things. So when it, everyone does it a certain a way, second. there's usually a reason. It kind
1: of explain just not to turn it into fishing 101. But you're talking about a reel. It's not your average like uh, what you see in a movie reel necessarily, or or what your kid would use. This is uh, a little bit next level. Meaning, like you have to control the spool, yes. which is what holds the line on. Mm-hmm. That if you just sling it. It'll, it'll, what they call burdenish to make this giant spool of string that will take you hours literally to cut through. So you're going to have to use, uh, the person that uses this has to use their thumb to control the distance of the cast, the speed at which the spool goes. So the hand that is left holding it after you have, you know, cast, it needs to be, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, kind of sensitive to things and not be, uh, uh awkward. Maybe.
0: Right. You either need to be ambidextrous right. or use your dominant hand. Right. When you're casting, and I'm right-handed, so I would be casting with my right hand, which is exactly how I do it with spinner rods. Which, if you don't know what a spinner rod is, it's the ones that hang underneath the pole and, the th- and flip they have the like little an open bail face over with the little yeah, a the little call it a bail, but it's really just a, like a little sort of wire. wire. Yeah, and those are open face. Those are just typical spinning reels. So I would crank that one with the left when you're retrieving the because bait. you cast with your and right. I would hold the rod. Yeah, and you cast with the right, and if you was, it's the opposite if you're left-handed. Well, with bait casters, which sit on top of the rod. It's the opposite for some reason. Like you, you would still cast with your right hand, um, but then you, after you've cast and it's hit the water and you've – like he said, you do have to have more control. Use your thumb to slow it down and all that. After you do that, you have to switch hands and then crank with your right hand, which to me – I mean I haven't done it, and I know there's always reasons why things are the way they are. And that's just the To the me way that, that seems backwards. Not
1: necessarily have to.
0: And I don't want to – like I don't want to crank with my right hand cuz that's my good hand like it I feel like I could feel the fish bite better in my right hand I would have more control over the rod and the bait with my right hand and in this case my left hand will be in control of all that except for cranking whereas my left hand can crank there's no there's no skill to me to cranking other than you do slow down and speed up but I've I've been fishing cranking with my left hand my whole life with regular um what are the regular ones that sit on top just what do they call those? That's a little push button, um, like a like Zepco 202s. The classic. Yeah, something like that. Do they have names?
1: Uh, Closed-faced. Because well, they're yeah, all contained Yeah. I Versus open be, face, it. which is the one with the bail mm-hmm.
0: Now, bat, cave, bat caves, mm. bait casters have been around for a long time, but you mostly saw them in – I only ever saw them in um, the, uh, saltwater fishing. Like, I have an old, old bait caster from – I think it's the 60s. And we used a bait caster when I went deep sea fishing a few years ago. Um, and, and since I had played with, you know, the freshwater bass fishing types, I knew how to use theirs. It's pretty much the same thing.
1: Now, in uh, those cases, anyway, my, I think you're going to want that crank on the right because your strong arm being you're right-handed.
0: Yes, you won't get tired. That, that's that that's getting into a little that. bit different
1: thing, which maybe that's where it maybe crossed over. Maybe
0: that's what it is. Yeah, maybe that's what it is because they were in salt water and you had to crank and yeah, crank and crank. Yeah, you're coming I mean, you're 80, 230 feet. feet up on a, just a, yeah, like a yeah. drop shot. Or hundreds of feet. Yeah, and so maybe that's just how it – maybe we've discovered it. But <laughs> and it's just it doesn't one necessarily transfer things. to
1: the lake. So, I mean, to me, this is a modern, you know, first world modern fisherman's dilemma. Yeah. And well, I have friends and- that have de- have pulled off. What you're talking about, but I also know their sports habits, and I think we had a conversation about this. Like I asked you, which hand did you throw with? Which hand did you bat with? Golf with, and all that. Because this guy, he had all kinds of different mix-up things, and I attribute that to his preference to wanting to do kind of the opposite. Because a traditional right-handed person will cast with their right hand and crank with their right hand in one of these quote bait casters, which means you're having to do that hand switch, which is what you're trying to avoid mm-hmm. for whatever reason. Right. That's just what right-handers have always done, and left-hand have done the opposite of that, to my knowledge of the few that I've been around fishing.
0: Unless they've, you know, had a right-handed reel, which would be weird. Maybe they've learned to do it backwards, which I do have friends who um, learned to play guitar. They had it upside Mm. down, you know, right-handed and did it that way. Because left-handed guitars were usually a little more expensive, only because you couldn't find them used as much. Um, But, yeah, so the whole point in this whole thing was um, I just think I want to do it right-handed. Now, I don't have any experience at it, so... Everybody's like, well, you are just used to it and just do it that way. That's just how it is. And I myself know that I am being stubborn and accepting this new idea, but it's because I have reason. Like I think that it's just—it's the only reason why they use those bait casters that way—is because that's how it's always been done. But there are people who think the way I do and go get a left-handed baitcaster for sure. Um, My solution is for what you was only be like, to but try both. there's only one. There's only one professional I know that does it though all the other professionals do it the quote unquote way you 're supposed to do switch it.
1: hands and yeah.
0: i don 't know that oh, i don 't even
1: know that I would even give it the strong word of say supposed to. I would just call it the way that everybody 's done it
0: they, they do it
1: you're you 're a very analytical person and you 're always looking for the most efficient way to do things sometimes you 'll say the right thing, but a lot of times in life there is no quote right and wrong. There might be a way that happens right. with less error. I think that might be what you 're looking for but in this case, if you can get access, I mean, I have all the right-hand crank ones you want to try. If you can find you a left-handed one, that is my way to suggest for you to do this because I, these things aren't well, cheap, I did. and I don't want you to make an I investment That's what I was and, in, you, and yeah. in your stubbornness go like, i it, This does not feel right, but I'm going to
0: stick to this because this is what <laughs> I said I'm going to do. Well, I don't have that type of personality, I, so that, which is why I don't consider myself stubborn. Um, <laughs> because I, if I get got Only on one, the front end, not the back, and I was hand, like, right. Yes. Like if I got one and I was like, well, this sucks. I should have done what everyone else does and and gotten what they did. And if it doesn't work, I'm like, okay, well, here's this. And now I know I'm like, okay. And then I would tell people that had that same train of thought. And I can't think of other examples of like, nope, I thought the same way you did. I tried it. It sucked. I was an idiot. Do it the correct way. Or yeah, here I go again saying correct. Do it the way that you should. Are you, um, Straight down the middle. I mean, are you uh I don't know how to say this. Do you do everything your dominant hand, like shoot, mm, play golf? Yeah, I don't have football, those football. like
1: weird very I like I write with my right hand, which is call we call dominant hand. You I shoot, shoot right, right, right hand handed. And all that. Um Every – you know, i if I I'm playing softball, baseball, I am on from umpire point of view, left side of the box, which is where quote right handed batters are. Golf so, with a right handed so set of golf clubs, yeah. you know, all the stereotypical things. Just catch with my left hand and gloves.
0: It's funny, the the single entity or person that spurred this whole idea of talking about stubbornness, um, they have a kid who will uh, do some things one-handed way and some things the other hand way. Oh, it's a kid. And they say that uh, he's in his teens. Okay. He's in high school, so he's probably 15. He uh, I guess he's done it forever. Um, but he's left-handed, but I think he shoots a gun right-handed, bats right-handed, She thinks he can bowl both-handed, um... But that was shown to be incorrect when we went bowling with them the other day. There's a lot of things tied up in what
1: you just said, too, that your eyes also have to play a role in part of this thing that you said because the shooting, eye dominance. If you are right eye dominant, I would say shooting right handed is not that weird for a left handed person because my son, who is right handed, but he's left eye dominant. So when he shoots, does he shoot left handed? Yes. And then in the very beginning of like, you know, playing with little uh, plastic. Disc shooting guns or things as mm-hmm. he's uh, 12 now. And through those years of little kid things that he would shoot with and teaching him how to sight things in and on, and we got to the point of a BB gun. And I was trying to teach him the right way to do it and how to hit the little paper target at the distance. And I noticed he was having a really hard time. He was like he was looking down the barrel in a weird way. And I'm like, hold on just a second here. And I knew enough about this just from my own interest in the shooting world that. I had never done like the eye test with him, but it's real simple. Anybody can look it up online, and it, it's a little thing where you look through the triangle that you can make with your forefinger and thumb on both hands. And when you're looking at something, if, it's, if it stays there, whatever that, that eye was, it's that dominant eye. And then it will look like it moves if you're looking just in that little testing thing with the other eye. And he, sure enough, was left eye dominant, right-handed, which makes sighting a gun r- next to impossible by the way you have to hold it It
0: makes shooting more difficult to learn right. for sure I, one of my good friends who shoots the most out of anyone i know other than maybe you uh, he shoots for hunt like he hunts he shoots left-handed because he's left eye dominant and he never had a left-handed shotgun he always had a right-handed shotgun so you can imagine he said he used to get popped uh, yeah all the time in his eyes he don't use earplugs oh either, man which I'm like, why don't you use earplugs? For a Twelve That's, gauge? Yes. Yeah. Oh, so we We went to the range um, a while back and shot some trap, and he would not put in earplugs. I was like, you really? You're not going to wear earplugs? Like, I'll never have. And I'm like, I don't know how I'm more deaf than you, but alrighty. Like it just, I don't like going home with ringing in my ears. So. I, I would, I would
1: say killing something. I don't know, drag everybody into the hunting world that doesn't want to hear about that. But, you know, if you're shooting a deer, I, I don't know who's wearing some sort of shooting protection. Oh, yeah, while you're hunting. I, I could understand them, but that. But like if you're going hunter, round after yeah. round after round, round, that I don't know a, a good word I would use to describe this.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. Imbecile.
1: <laughs> anyway. But, it's a little bit of stubborn on its own. So I'm bound yeah, to be hearing a yeah. parrot. That's, that's, that's what I'm going to do. Being,
0: being stubborn. Do you know, do you have people the whole reason why i was brought up stubbornness the other day was I feel like I am surrounded by and maybe it's just my personality wanting people to experience things that I know could improve their life or their their daily activities would be better if they would do it a certain way. I feel like I'm surrounded by a group of the most stubborn people on earth like to just i the most stubborn person I know um that I've ever met and is now part of my life on the reg I'm always around this person. And I never thought someone as stubborn as this person would exist, um, but they do. Uh, just was outshone by someone else who I also <laughs> thought there couldn't be anybody more more stubborn than this person, than that person. I mean, do you feel like you have a lot of stubborn people around uh,
1: you? No, no. I'm not saying there's I, – I don't know that so I quantify that and because –
0: Maybe you're the step. Oh, early.
1: for sure. <laughs> uh, we'll, we're going to get to that at some point. We kind of go through this timeline of history and childhood and so on and so forth that uh, I have been called that as a child. And I'm not saying that like I'm not. We'll get into that in a second. But so I think because that's not nice. I mean, and I don't know what the situation ever could be that this would ever be worn well. Um, if you use different words, you can get kind of get to the same point maybe that – but in some of the kind of reading and research, it kind of highlighted things that I'd always felt, but I didn't necessarily want to validate because they were just my feelings per se, but – that's just never gonna be worn as a good label. So so don't be surprised oh, no, if there's like friction involved with these conversations or point outs if you're actually using that word because it is never considered anything positive, I don't think.
0: Well yeah, nobody ever thinks they are stubborn, usually. So it's like I'm not stubborn, they're just sitting their ways. Your argument's just weak enough to it doesn't convince me otherwise. Like, yeah, but you're not willing to even think about the other side of this argument or this, whatever it is you're discussing, you're so close-minded about it that you won't even consider that there are alternatives to this either way of thought, this opinion, this idea, this method, whatever it is. And I just, I don't, I, I think, I think I would rather hang out with somebody who was mean to me or somebody who was mean to puppies or, uh... Maybe even hang out with Hitler mm. rather than hang out with somebody which was stubborn. Although I'm pretty sure he was a stubborn. Yeah, I don't piece think you could convince well, so. him of a lot of things, which I think is the key thing no, yeah. to being stubborn. So. Yeah, I mean, and I'm not saying he was positive, but maybe that's why. A- absolutely, he was we are not saying he is positive. <laughs> no, I don't want any weird analogy no, twisted into something wrong. Right. But he had to have something that made people follow him and maybe his part of his stubborn. I don't know fear. But just, I think it's how he did
1: what he did. But that's another topic.
0: I read. It's funny you said that I was doing some reading on this and went down a rabbit hole on some uh, weird thing from the hippies, leftover thing from the 70s. And but but it wasn't the only thing that that put this in there. That fear was the heart of all negative character traits and whatever character trait you. um was most was mostly um seen in your personality was your your chief trait and but the the heart of all of them were fear whether it was fear fear of um change or fear of whatever that that you miss what you feared the most you try to do the opposite and stubbornness you just have a fear of change and that's why you're so stubborn but it's not just and that's a generic way of saying it not just change but you're just afraid of something different like And there's reasons for that. that There's also a
1: tie into stubbornness is also a reaction to being controlled. Would you agree? Especially in the contents of a child. If we're looking at this as.
0: Or being, yes. But yeah, kids are stubborn, but I don't hate stubborn kids as much as I. Well, stubborn
1: kids are going to grow up to be stubborn people that you don't want to be (laughs) around.
0: Yeah, if it's approached wrong, because I read a lot about dealing with stubbornness, and it always did talk about kids. I wonder if, like, if you're a stubborn adult, like you just will never see the light until you're—I don't know—you hit that magical sixty-something where you're not. I don't know, but yeah, and there and stubborn people in general are very hold fast to all their things, their ideas, and it's like if you if you it's like they're afraid that if you show them the other way is better or different, a different way is superior or however you want to word that, like it changes them, like. Their whole their whole outlook on the world is now different, and they're afraid that – I don't know what they're afraid of, but because that is so, maybe their whole view of the world is wrong, and therefore they'll feel I can, lost. I, don't, I, I don't can know, speak but. to this,
1: and that is because I, I have been labeled that, and we'll just say rightfully so. I, tr- I control that to a great degree as an adult. There may be some who differ with that, and that's okay, but I'm, I'm nowhere near <laughs> – have the sort of dig the hill in notion that I would have that I'd have maybe inside of me. I just don't let that show. And or I don't have the outward actions that I know I had as a younger person by intention. Like I intentionally do not do that. I intentionally say things that are more open and consider things more open in all kinds of ways because I realized one, it is viewed incredibly negatively. That is that is one of your as you just pointed out, you would rather hang out with like Hitler it. as yeah. someone who's stubborn. So, just <laughs> with you, it is probably that's the number one turnoff and that's not uh too different i think than a lot of people. i don't
0: know his weird voice may make me not want to hang uh, out but, with him too so there's uh, that oh, but man. anyway I keep going on
1: germans <laughs> and go on yeah this is this is all done <laughs> please no one <laughs> take this the wrong way there there's nothing correct about a you a know i've giant never met leader that was destroying so many humans
0: <laughs> i hate that you you because what you were saying was interesting but this is another side thing I have never met a German that wasn't just fun to hang out with. I haven't met a whole lot of them, but I have met maybe 10 or so, and they were just, they were borderline goofy, all of them at least, and as funny and as happy. And maybe those are the ones that I was going uh, to say, unaccurately, you're only
1: meeting the people that are willing to leave their homeland to be part of uh, America. Had, yeah. had you toured an and or maybe lived over there, the
0: fatherland, or is that Russia that yeah, calls motherland.
1: motherland? I don't uh, know, motherland, paternal, okay. maternal.
0: That's true. Anyway, sorry. Can you find the rules um, again, or
1: it had something to do with my <laughs> own identity as a child being this way and and kind of changing it now because I see that it's negatively viewed. So by that intention, I kind of cloak that, if you will, and I think it's somewhat successful because I don't know that uh, it has it has not reared its ugly head to to my deficit in a while. I'll put it that way because I, I have to consider everything. But oh, to to the point. This is it. The people that are this way, and I firmly believe there are quote born traits because we'll get into a moment of talking about how little kids act. And I'm talking very young, just learning to crawl. Like this is not just that lay there babies. And I wish I could remember my kids age when they were doing all these things, because I lived through that twice, loved it. But I don't remember like, yeah, at this age is what I'm talking about. So unfortunately, someone who wants those references is not going to get them from me because I can't remember if they were crawling at six months, nine months or 18 months. It's just a bad memory of mine. But I love of the moment, but I don't record the moment when it happened, but kids come out with certain features about them and I'm talking of their personality. I saw this in both of my children at a point that I thought they've not been here long enough to, to be impressed upon by me and my, <laughs> my wife and how they do things. And my son, for example, could walk before he could walk. What I mean by that is we could catch him doing the things that were balance and standing and might even see him moving about but whenever you would ask him to walk like most kids want to do it because they're going to get like oh good a praise and a video and a video a picture and all these things that were positive rewards for this thing he he refused to do it and it was not until he was much later in what was the typical time frame of that. But we could see that like, people would ask, you know, is he walking yet? We're like, uh not not on command. <laughs> like, you're not going to get him to walk from this side of that room to that side of the room. And you're definitely not going to coax him into doing it. But we know because of the way he can balance himself, like he would stand up and do things. And he would just drop and crawl to go from here to there. It's like, yeah, you've got this figured out more than you want to let the show
0: Maybe he had performance anxiety. Mm-hmm. want to do in front of you. Or just being- I would
1: say other things in his life have led to me seeing the stubbornness, which... He, uh, shares because he, his mother and I both, I would consider to have stubborn traits as I have heard.
0: I think everyone does. Let's get that out of the way. Everyone has a bit of stubbornness, but some people, it's a more predominant, a more dominant. Thing right. Than others. And
1: I think she definitely has that. And, but, but just like me, and I think she mastered this much younger in life, she realized that that's not a, a pretty side of you. So she had a way of not letting that kind of get in the get in her own way. As we often say about people, like they get in their own way. And, uh, so going back to my point, you bind tightly to your your identity is tied into your opinion of things as one of these stubborn people. So when you're being asked to change or you're being asked to let go of whatever it is that you say you are asking this person, I, you don't understand because you're coming not from that stubborn side of the world. You don't understand. You're not asking someone just to consider biting into a burger. That is the words maybe you're using, but, but and I'm just picking a weird example, but the last 25 times they've had a burger, the texture and the taste of that made them vomit, for example. Like, they have adapted to the fact, fact that they are anti-beef because…
0: I'm feeling some lifetime… Or, or whatever, things, and that's not even man. my example, but
1: I'm just saying we, we, I can get into my own, but it, there are yeah. things… That, that just can't be explained and you can't, you just cannot really understand. Not you can't understand hearing me, but you can't feel it without having been there. And I think that is the part that is just very odd to the outside observers that you're asking them to change or compromise their identity. And that is a big portion of not wanting to let go because it would just be like something that might look trivial as to tasting and trying foods. It's almost held at the same sort of uh, guardedness as someone's religion or political belief. Now, does that make a little bit more sense now that when you're thinking about these people that all the things that you're kind of asking them to be open to at so many things they cling to with that sort of strength of religion or political belief? Does that make it at least make more sense?
0: Well, I guess I never considered people being picky eaters or stubborn about eating anything. Um, high and high, hold it in such high regard as their political ideology or it's very or personal theology. Which I just why I um, picked
1: those two things because so I think they're very personal.
0: I mean, I guess when you put it in those, that I mean, that makes more sense. But I still don't understand why people. I mean, people are different. I guess um, and it's frustrating to me. Maybe because maybe I'm the way I am because I was surrounded by so much stubbornness. I tried to. I would try to be anti-stubborn. Although some people say there's no opposite to stubborn, but I think being overly open and unopinionated un- would be the opposite of stubborn. Um but I'm open to anything. Like I-, I feel like I am. Like that doesn't mean that if I have an opinion on something I think I'm correct, I'm gonna just stand down. I will allow you to present your argument and I will think about it and I will um consider what you've said, but I will still weigh all the facts. The people I'm talking about don't. Like they will not they will not Look at it like it's not just food; it could be anything. Like I, I try to con—I try to convince this this same stubborn person about um, vaccines. Like they, they, they—they're not anti Um mm-hmm. All of this person's. This is a particular one the that they, they don't even, like, or they're afraid yes. of, or something. Yeah, they don't. Yeah, they don't want to do the annual flu shot. Um, they think that it's trumped up. Or that it's you know just big pharma for some reason, um, and you try to explain. Okay, well the reason why you have to do the annual flu shot is because of the, um, the shift mutation of the flu virus and how it works. And you try to explain all viruses aren't the same, but then the counter argument is, well if you still have to get it every year, then why do you even get it at all? Like you still can get the flu if you get the flu shot. I'm like, yeah, you can, but your your chances of having it are significantly lower if you get the flu shot. And maybe that's why that strain's not so prevalent that year, is because it was in the flu shot. And then, maybe, just maybe, you'll have some holdover from that year's flu shot for the next few years, maybe even forever. I'm not sure what the data says on that. Um, Although I would think so. um, Side note, because of um, I don't know if you remember the H1N1 Mm. outbreak in 2008, I lived through that because I had it.
1: 2009. Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think you, tell
0: me Yeah. So, I was reading through some data, because, you know, we're, we're still in the pandemic now, the COVID-19 pandemic, and a lot of people are comparing it to the flu, and yada, yada, yada. And digging through some data, um, I was reading that normally flu deaths and things with viral infections are the elderly, especially um, SARS-type viruses, which are respiratory and, and influenza. It's mostly the elderly. However, with the H1N1, it was the opposite. There were not a lot of Elderly, and they think because either the Spanish flu that broke out, or maybe another flu that broke out, was an H one N one strain. So they already had exposure. And had whereas I wasn't alive in nineteen
1: eighteen, and when I had it, yes, it, so it, it was pretty so profound no one, with yes. what I experienced.
0: So I don't know if you can extrapolate having an actual infection and in a vaccine to having future. Like what I, my point in this was: if you get this flu shot this year, maybe you'll you'll be vaccinated or immune to that particular strain forever or for a long time but if you can be um, if you have h1n1 immunity from you know uh, an outbreak that was 50 to 60 years earlier then or however much longer it, if it was the spanish one that's almost yeah. 100 years I think but 100 there was also years. one in the 60s
1: um, that affected uh, that must have, the it one. Was, uh, it must
0: have been the 60s one those people would it had really a Japanese
1: city name to it, or it might have been called Japanese flu. You know, and I don't. This is not to be taken negatively, because and I'm sensitive to this, because I don't want anybody to think that I'm ever sliding any race, political belief, anything because I don't I don't like to think that way or hear that this is just what what the flu was called and they're called wherever they're called typically from where they first were seen yeah. and I don't want to get into the current day thing but I know people complain about the naming of the one that started in China this it's never been about uh, any kind of racial slight just in the history of epidemi- epidemiology they have usually been named like where they started or where they're kind right. of the worst the flu shots are always well, named that way, but the what's in those are always like Sydney, Brisbane, New York, or whatever, because that's, those are the previous places where they had an outbreak.
0: Was the H1N1 and 08, was that the same as the swan flu? I've forgotten now. To the
1: knowledge that I have and, it, and or what was available for what I have consumed, it was in a similar sense where it is – Zo- Zoonosis. It originated in North and America for sure. From They believe it came from uh, animal and or a combination with the person and the animal variant, which is.
0: And wasn't it like in Kansas or Oklahoma, somewhere in the middle of heartland of America is where they think patient zero was. And then it spread across. It was a pandemic, too. It spread across the globe. And it was just called. I don't know why it was called H1N1 or swan flu versus American flu. But I mean, I don't who knows, but I don't think it was racially or nationally motivated no. either but this this so anyway you try to give the person all the facts on all of this and how viruses are different and yada 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 and you just you just can't win like it's they won't listen they they would rather listen to somebody who talks on the radio or who has a TV show or you, basically they 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 go out and look for confirmational bias on these things for some reason they have it they have their mind made up about it and they're not going to they're not going to give to the fact where now even though, and I don't, you know, I didn't mean to turn this into a viral podcast. Well, actually, <laughs> if it was the other term, kind of viral, that would be awesome. Um, but the coronavirus is nothing like an influenza virus. But still, they call it, I'm not like taking a vaccine if Bill Gates comes out with one. Like, like, like he's sitting in his mm-hmm. home with, like, Some Drano and like some Windows um, ninety five, and he's going to pour it on the computer, and it comes out. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. He just has. I think he has enough money where he's not trying to make money off. He wants to help the world. They anyway. They will not do it. We don't need no coronavirus. Well, Well, actually, if you don't want college football canceled two years in a row, which who knows if it is this year? At the time of this recording, it's not. Not quite college football season, um, in the United States. I guess that's the only place that has college football. Um. But if it gets canceled this year, I mean, if you don't want it to happen again and it's not because coronaviruses don't mutate, at least this version, they don't think is going to be able to mutate enough to where you would have to get an annual one, at least at this right now. Maybe it'll show that it does. But in any case, taking the um, vaccine will help prevent any of that crap and all this quarantine and staying at home, which some people obey and some have not. But there's that, that that whole thing spurred this whole idea of, why is people stubborn? But it's not just stu- they're not usually someone who I call who would consider being stubborn isn't just stubborn about one thing. They're stubborn about everything. Like their mind's already made up about everything, and you can't you can't even talk to them about what they already think is true. Like well, may- where I'm the opposite. Like I, if I'm wrong about something, I want to know. Like I would rather I'd rather know the truth. I would rather say the correct thing and not sound dumb to somebody who does know than. Be worried that my world out view look on the world was wrong. I'd rather know the correct world outlook or the correct or the most correct, I guess, um, thing than know that I was right. Like I, I would rather be wrong and, and and the world be better than, yeah, I told you so. And I saying think I told that you so. is
1: one of the stark differences. Hearing you say that out loud kind of helped me put a little bit of cement around this idea, and that is that may not necessarily be the case in stubbornness because – Their personal identity is at stake.
0: Yes, who they are. And
1: it is like literally being, being, you know, kind of like you, you grab the fabric of a human and you're tearing it apart which I imagine has never happened to you in any such way. So that really sounds weird and kind of hard to relate to, but that is kind of what it's like to ask someone to open up something. Now it seems really weird in some of these exact examples because of when you have uh, inconsistencies in within a person about their idea of things that are part of a particular medicine in this argument, it's like you, you stick to this idea, but in, in this area you're, and what I have found and just myself and conversations and things that have led to th- stuff like this, what really perplexed, people is inconsistencies as, as did I for a time. And then I've got to this point where I'm like, you know what? That, that that's human. I don't know anybody that is really purely, uh, you know, I jokingly have said that the greatest saint that you have ever met, whatever that means to you and whatever that is, and the most deplorable human on earth, um, someone who does just things—I'm not going to make examples of because I don't even want to hear them out loud myself. But those are the only two people that ha- that lack in inconsistencies to the level you're talking about. But the rest of us—we have all kinds of them, and I think that also drives people nuts, just like stubbornness is that. But you're this way about that, and you're yeah. you're open about going to vacation in any city of the world, but you won't try baloney, you know, or, or something like that, for example.
0: <laughs> yeah, but drinking hot dog <laughs> water. <laughs> <laughs> I guess food. Food, religion,, uh, what else do you think people are mostly stubborn about because those are pretty big um,
1: ways to do things pretty the big ones often fall into that, whether it's related to food or not we've joked about you know barbecuing methods and things like, but there's just a better way to do things. I think the the fault in that sort of argument or that debate setup is anytime you're getting to something where there's a preference involved, I think that gets much more difficult because in other things you can kind of prove numbers. But when you get into, well, the right way to, to you know, what's right? Is it Texas barbecue or Kansas city? Or, you know, what's better? Cincinnati chili? When these things start getting into taste things. I think it gets much more difficult as to what is a quote, right way to do something or not. But.
0: That's true. I mean, and that's just one example. I know a lot that. of
1: times, you talk about food because we like to talk about food, and a lot of times we get into that. You know, whether there's someone will actually grill a way that you have found works better for a steak versus another person who won't do it that way. It, there's a right. There's it a lot tied into it. that, like, that well, just because is kind of weird, and everybody doesn't like the steak. You know, if we like the steak the exact same way, like you and the other person, then that might get to where you could compare it. But there's so much variance in that. I find that uh, interesting, but yet
0: difficult. I guess it's just where I want to always try to find a better way to do every everything uh, or, you know, the quote unquote best way. Maybe the first time you try it a different way, it won't work out right. Um, but maybe once you, if you keep trying and just seeing if maybe there's a better, like if you can just master that technique, then maybe it'll be better. Like I can't, I can't convince a certain individual that, <laughs> Barbecue is supposed to be low and slow. I think everyone understands that on earth. Like smoking ribs, you're supposed to do them low and slow, which means low temperature for a long period, about five hours or so. You can grill ribs hot and fast, but they're not going to be the same as the ones you go and get at a barbecue restaurant. And this person loves them that way. They love ribs from a barbecue restaurant. They love the way that the meat barely hangs onto the bone. You can just pull it right off. They like that flavor, the smoke flavor. They like... Um, barbecue sauce. They like how you know you, you it's pork is usually sweet when you when you're barbecuing. It's not savory like beef. However, I cannot convince this person that you cook ribs low and slow. They want to grill them on the grill, hot and fast. Which you can do. It makes a different product. I even enjoy it that way sometimes. But to me, I just it blows my mind that. You can't convince this person And maybe they just do it uh, Sometimes I just attribute it That they're just doing it to mess with you But I know that's not the case in this I, I think situation. there's just resistance
1: to change you can't convince Which is them. a good thing In a general sense Would, would you I mean just to, Just be. general Because if you literally were influenced Like a, a leaf on the breeze What would you be? Right. There, there would be no essence yeah, to you because yeah, you he, literally – you're just everything. You're Gumby, man. you're Play-Doh, silly putty, whatever you want to call it. You are literally just a copy of the version of, of – uh, excuse me, of the other person around you or the group around you, which duh, that might be the worst thing. That might be worse to me than being stubborn is like something that has no center, like –
0: No opinion or the, the, the no All feedback. they are is
1: the opinion of everything around them, like the – the uh, and I don't know that that right, person yeah. exists, but I, that would be very weird.
0: There is a key – there was a um is it Kim Yeah, I believe you. yeah yeah yeah. The there, comedy you know, duo. There was a uh, yeah, there was a skit about a person who was that way who had no opinion on anything but just anyway you know, it was pretty funny. Yeah, I mean that would be a, i not only I don't know many people that way. I do know a few who are super easily influenced and you you don't really know what their real things are. But also that same the same one of the same traits that person has is they're stubborn about other things like I don't I don't know the whole the whole thing of stubbornness both intrigues me and infuriates me like it's I like to know like I just don't know why anybody would not want to better themselves or better what they do or be more efficient at life in general and why they wouldn't want to know the truth over just the same old way it's always I mean I guess if you found success doing something a certain way at least you like it that way but don't you want to open yourself up to maybe enjoying life better. Like if you always grilled a hamburger over flaming turds, I mean, wouldn't you, wouldn't it be better to maybe try charcoal maybe it tasted better. I don't know
1: if, if, <laughs> if we're talking about an adult, which we, you know, for the most part, we are to someone that's similar age as us. If they've, if a person has gotten to that age and they have a job and then maybe they have an education for all intents and purposes, they have successfully navigated life so far. You could grill certain points if you want, So they view that they have made it to this. Everything has been successful to go back to what you said. If you, you know, if you think you've been successful, which I would imagine they do, because if they didn't think they were successful at something, they would always be looking for the next thing, which means they would be more open to hearing what you're saying about a particular thing, but they've closed the door to everything. Maybe everything because they feel like, yeah, I've got enough of this world figured out that the last time I opened up the door, it it wasn't good. And or the here's the thing, this opening the door is really just standing naked in front of the world. And some weird analogy here, because they're so wrapped up in all of their things. And this is not by like they sit down to do this. This is just part of like, saying it's just how you came out is how I take that.
0: It sounds like that. sounds like then their stubbornness is just a defense mechanism for insecurity. Is it's a defense what mechanism to be in control. Like maybe they're an insecure person. The,
1: the, the sense of control, yeah. even if that's an inappropriate sensation. But the feeling of being controlled is think of as pain stimulus, not just like let's say if you were to sense that you would detect that and you'd be like, Ugh, I don't really like this, but that's really all you'd notice about it. Whereas this person senses that, and it literally causes like sort of an emotional pain, or it creates a vulnerability that wasn't there before. And it's like, uh, who likes feeling vulnerable? Probably not a lot of people. So it, it, if I can keep the door shut on that, it keeps the bad feelings at bay.
0: I guess it's just your way of dealing with things. an individual's way of dealing because if I was made to feel a certain way, I wouldn't want to never feel that way again. Mm-hmm. So I would want to learn the correct way and be, you know, the the way that I didn't look like a moron the next time it happened instead of sticking to my guns or, I mean, but you're talking about Somebody's identity. I mean, maybe they're too scared to have a new identity or a different, a different um, outlook in, on the world. I don't know. It's, it's, it's it's, it's, complex, b- it's much sure, more complex
1: than just saying open up your head or open your ears, whereas you, you kind of think they're just sitting there with their fingers jammed in the air going, la, 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 la. That, that's not exactly what's going on because to, if it is, then the, when they take the fingers out of the ears, now is when the uh, kind of dismembering of my identity starts. Not I'm just hearing you. And I think that's just where into, unless you part of that or experience that, it's just really hard to understand. It just sounds too bizarre.
0: I've had I've had people who were who would not change the methods that they used like in the workplace just because it's the way they've always done it. Like they have no reason why to keep doing it that way. In fact, it was the absolute wrong way. It was against company policy to do it the way they were doing it. It made no sense to do what they were doing. It in fact created more work for them and everyone else and made people look incompetent the way that they were doing things. And when you try to show that person the right way and all these things they still wouldn't change that person. That's the most intriguing to me. Like, how can you be still stick to your guns in the absolute light of showing it's better to do it a different way, but still want to do like want to inflict harm on others or at least inconvenience and still do it that way. I just don't, I don't know if I'll ever understand it and which is why it'll never, maybe it'll never, it'll never not be interesting to me because I just don't, I don't know if it'll get some of this compute, some of it I get, but what did you find? Maybe I'm just, incompatible I know we with stubbornness. briefly
1: about you'd shared a little information about different personality or emotions and things. And you had mentioned that it was one that didn't have an opposite pole and or what, well, do you remember what those things were? Cause that sounded real interesting. And I didn't want to just be a copy version of your thoughts or opinions on that. So I didn't delve into that portion of it.
0: Yeah, I didn't do a whole lot. It, that was like something called the Michael Teachings, which is kind of like a hippie thing from the seventies. Um, basically, it said that <clears throat> it says that there are seven character flaws, um, and I'd have to pull up the little chart to know what they were. But stubbornness didn't have a didn't. Each character flaw has a pole, a positive and a negative, but also each character it has a positive and negative of itself, and then also each character flaw has an opposite character, character flaw, except for stubbornness. So basically stubbornness would be in the middle and all these other character flaws could be around. So for, for instance, um, it has the seven character flaws as arrogance, um, uh, self-destruction, impatience, martyrdom, self-deprecation, and greed. And so the opposite of greed is self-destruction. The opposite of impatience is martyrdom. And the opposite of arrogance is self, um, deprecation. So, of those those all have opposites but there is according to this theory there is no opposite to stubbornness although not having an opinion on anything to me would be the opposite of stubborn but I don't guess that would right. come out as a character flaw necessarily and then in each each individual one has a positive and a negative pole so for in this theory the positive and negative poles to stubbornness were the positive one would be determination which means um a positive pole to all of these. So it also says that all of these character flaws are based out of some type of fear. And so when you're on the positive pole of stubbornness, you're pulling away from the fear and you're acting in that stubbornness to get away from the fear. And the negative pole when you're acting a certain way is for stubbornness is obstinacy, which is doing nothing or refusing to do something. And that's the negative. So that's more controlled by the fear. And I didn't get into a lot of it because it's a very complex um, psychological, right. spiritual type b- belief. And I, you know, I mean, they were, it's like reading the Bible, trying to go through all the things like that. But I found all that interesting that they, um, that they have all these poles and these opposites. And the only one they didn't do was stubbornness. Now it didn't, it didn't necessarily line up with like the, which a lot of Christianity, um, you could say character falls or may fall into like the, um, the 10 commandments or the, uh, you know you probably know all those better than I do, like you know sloth and and all that stuff, and these really had nothing to do with any of that. these were just um flaws that people would have, and they said that your chief um I forget how they word it your chief um Flaw, or however they say it, would Hmm. be one of those seven. And everybody has a little bit of all of them, but your chief character flaw would be more so one of those than any of the others, whether it was arrogance or stubbornness. And they say that most people, the most common one is stubbornness, for people to have that as their chief flaw. Um, and, but all the other ones, there are plenty of people who have the other ones as their chief personality trait, um, or negative personality trait. Cause they say that they also go into saying the personality traits are neutral, but not these things, these, um, character flaws are, they're, they're inherently negative. Um, but they say that most people, the, the most common one to be the most prevalent in your personality was stubbornness. But anyway, that's, that's a very small Cliff's Notes one-pager of that whole thing you are talking no, about. No, I was just curious as to – like, you-
1: like a whole other vantage point, so to speak, with this because it seemed interesting that it – just the quick glance of the comments that you had sent me that it looked like it stood alone and then had all these other things that had sort of good and bad opposing views where it just kind of stood on its own.
0: Yeah, and they, well, yeah, and it does kind of stand on its own. Like it would say, um, since it doesn't have an opposite, you could, when you were you yourself were trying to avoid whatever you know the fear that that um, created the stubbornness, you could go into the positive or negative poles of the other negative um, uh, character flaws, and a lot of it made sense. It's just real complex. It would it would take us like several shows to talk about this this theory, and this sounds like it's made by psychiatrists or you know people in psychology and they also like to dabble in spirituality and just kind of mixing it all together i think originally it had something to do Mm. with the ouija board and who knows how much (laughs) illegal substance in san francisco but it still was interesting to get someone else's view on it um because there were some stuff you know there's always some truth in every everything but do you consider there to
1: be no opposite to stubbornness i don't know that i would have said that outside of this
0: Right. Well, that's what I was saying. I, that, well, I would I wouldn't think that was true either. I would think the opposite of stubbornness is I can't put my finger openness on the word. I'm sure there's one out there. That's what we just said. Like yeah, overly openness, like overly no like unopinionated. Right, where you just free flower power, child. Like there's nothing wrong. Like like you want to go chop off babies' heads, then that's fine. Ambivalent. You know, like somebody who's not who's open well, to everything. Yeah. Is that yeah. Perhaps close to it. Yeah. No, I would, I would, it, I don't know a lot of people who are, I would consider unstubborn, but I do know a few people who you can't get them to have a opinion on something, but they would have opinions on. And other I things bet that is, stubborn is about, uh,
1: so. going back to a fear center thing. That is a fear related thing. I think as well is that they have everybody, I would think, and this is wide sweeping things from two people that are, pretend at best to be armchair uh psychiatrist <laughs> that as far as these opinions and points go is i would think that everybody has developed some sort of pattern or life code or whatever they would want to call it their their being how how they are about things and someone who presents herself in that way you're talking about how they tend to be just open to whatever whoever those people might be or the ones that are at least most like that um have found that it was really a negative experience for them to not be open to certain things. So that just to adapt and kind of be that people pleaser, which is definitely a personality trait. Someone has taken on the role of being more like, yeah, okay, whatever, whatever works. I'm I'm not down with that, but you know, if that works for you, fine. I don't find that to be uh, something I see a lot, but I would think as far as rationale, that's why a person would take that on.
0: Yeah. well, everything is based on you know, reward seeking or pain avoiding like every the reward pathways in the human being every person yep. it all comes down to that one way or the other so in fact i think that's in the definition isn't it i have the definition uh, I,
1: mean, I would agree there. that that is that is uh, the nutshell to life is seeking reward or avoiding pain
0: yep that's yeah so that's everything and they say that's um yeah, that's what it says. It says We first have to remind ourselves of the fact that most human behaviors are either reward seeking or paid avoiding. So it says stubborn people are rigidly attached to their beliefs, opinions, ideas and tastes. They can't stand anyone disagreeing with them because disagreeing with them means disagreeing with who they are. And I would change that, not necessarily disagreeing with them, but trying to get them to change their Beliefs, opinions, ideas. And I think pace, that's a strong yeah,
1: worded version of that because I stand. think the general sense of what people would call stubborn, I don't know anybody that, that also can't stand the fact that someone has a different opinion than them. I, even even in my most pigstest parts saying. of my yeah. childhood, I recognize you may enjoy eating a big giant onion or having uh, broccoli or whatever that is.
0: Mm-hmm. Whew, I knew a kid uh, who would eat onions. Like I don't enjoy that. And you don't like onions. <laughs> is that right? Yeah. He would eat it like an apple at school. He like I was like, oh man, that's crazy, right? I'm agreeing with you. That's what I was saying. Well, I would change that to say they can't stand it for you to try to change them themselves. Like the stubborn person couldn't stand anyone to change their beliefs, like because that changes who they are, or they can't stand anyone attempting to change their mind. Whereas this says they can't stand anyone disagreeing with them. I don't think that that's. I know plenty of stubborn people who are, and maybe it's part of their stubbornness who are like, "Yeah, you do like what you want to do, and I'll do what I do." That's exactly the opinion that people had, the stubborn people have on the flu shot and vaccinations in general. Is well, you get the you get the vaccines if you want, and I won't get them, even though we that that's not how, that's not exactly how right. vaccines work. But we'll turn this is of the general computer. of live and let live um,
1: is what this is boils down to. Like, which is another right. way to describe things yeah. where there is a. Differing of opinions on things, maybe even greatly, but we we choose to coexist with and, and are happy to coexist, even though the other side. This is kind of politics in general. Like there may be hatred in there, but for the most part, no, not one party has tried to literally eliminate the other. I mean, they might politically, but there's not been like a <laughs> governmental coup or a civil war in our country because of, the, of those political sides. It, it, this, even though there is a pretty high level of hatred, I don't think one as setting out to quote eliminate the other one in in a literal sense of that term.
0: Yeah, when you when you bring politics into it, stubbornness, it's really interesting because I knew people in the 80s and 90s who were what you would call staunch, because you always hear the word staunch referred to Republicans, who were staunch Democrats. Like they were big time I'm a Southern Democrat, you know. That's all they ever were were Democrats, and now they're not anymore. Now they're they're staunchly Republican, and now they will not listen to anything the other side has to say. Period. Um, but before they were part of that party, Then the same people were, you know, it's that's really interesting. I like to get to the base. I like to just not talk to that person, but like I wish I I wish we all had like a computer recording of ourselves and our thoughts, and you could just right. poke through it and. And see why why you just because that person is this just because they're a Republican I'm not going to listen to any of their ideas or just because they're a Democrat I'm not going to recycle cans I'm going to throw them in the river with batteries <laughs> and you know I just just to be defiant because that person said it, um, which I get a lot of times in politics there always is some kind of hidden sure. agenda hidden but that's what it motive is. with whatever but, they're trying to do right. so but that's choosing part
1: of it, your yeah. actions in life but, based on what someone else either is or isn't doing. Uh, I'm not really sure how I set with that. I mean, you are who you are, and you have your beliefs mm-hmm. and thoughts, in the, and probably they will change and bend a little bit as time goes on, and as more maybe data is presented about whatever it may be. But just to lock on to something because of a party—that—that uh, that, I can't. I just can't because I can lock on to data, or I can lock on to different ideas. But the thing about locking onto a party, as you just demonstrated. Those things change over. Not they don't change day and night, but they change over stretches of periods of time. So what you're really locking onto is just a word. You're not even locking onto it a, a way of thinking, because if if the the way of thinking was the yeah. same, then it wouldn't matter necessarily which party's tied to it.
0: Maybe it. Maybe it's these t- these people just aren't thinkers. Like I don't mean they're stupid, but they're just not critical thinkers. They don't they don't sit around and wonder or whatever. And so an easy way for them to have an opinion on everything is just to listen to people they agree with on other things. So whatever they say about everything must be correct. Like like the whole um, idea of um, climate change and and just being good to the environment in general somehow is politicized. And now like if you if if you Recycle all of a sudden you're a liberal or something and and the same thing would be like if you accept the data that we had so far <laughs> on the pandemic, started. um yeah I mean it's ridiculous like so now like now people are just everyone's tired of being quarantined and and people are playing these news outlets which we've talked about in other subjects are now you know just they want, they want hits and they want people to listen to their podcasts and people to watch their shows. And so they either lean one way or other. I'm against the pandemic quarantine for these reasons, or I'm for it for these reasons. And look at me, I love humans. So I want to keep the quarantine going or look at me. I don't want to crash the economy. So I'm against ending the quarantine and they just, they make it um, Uh, like a dichotomy that shouldn't exist. It should just be, let's look. Yeah. Let's just look at the data. And, but these people, whatever that person says, they won't even listen to the other anymore. Once it's been, part of their um becomes part of their persona uh, political persona mm-hmm. and that's that's all they no. follow and there is no. no listening to anybody anywhere and it's like either all guns should be illegal or we should all have tanks and bazookas and it's like okay well don't know how you talk to these people- i maybe that's what it is, and so well what I was getting to is maybe they just don't want to think critically about it and they want to have an opinion and not seem uninformed seem like that person we were talking about and so whatever so whatever Ben Shapiro says is what I think, and whatever um Maddow says is what I hmm. think you know it's like. That's what she says, and that's what I think. And that's what he says, and that's what I think. And yeah, I'm that's kinda sad. maybe just In different enough way.
1: of that. And I know that makes me think I'm trying to create a unicorn here, and by no means do I think I am one, but I just can't. I, I cannot just say, yeah, whatever they say, I'll go with. No, no. I, I just, that's just not because <laughs> I like go, going back to something you said earlier. I consider myself, and I like to think, which means I'm opening up to be criticized on this because there may be areas which I'm inaccurate. Um, Data driven. I get like, don't, you know, because of money, your profession, I'm sure you have been asked as I have a million times through this pandemic, my thoughts and opinions about things And I word my opinion very carefully because I want to be heard clearly and I don't want it just to be somebody looking for what supports them or the opposite.
0: I know. That's what they do. That's what they're doing though. Things like. And they stop listening to you as soon as they realize. How much
1: we have now. And this is going to be one of those things if it goes forward to being like a giantly talked about and, and, uh, really critical thing in the months and years to come. I will at least know. No. This is not really how this happened. I remember this as the, as people that we grew up when we were kids and I remember when so-and-so happened and this is how I felt about it when it did. And years later, it's talked about in a different way. We don't know because we weren't there, whatever that thing was, but this, I lived through it. Me and you and anybody listening live through these things and saw that happen. And I know at least what we were allowed to see and hear, whatever that means. And everybody could read all they want day to day to day to day and listen to any talking head. And the very beginning, there was not a lot of data. So, so to be so right. matter of fact and judgmental about anything where you just do not have a whole lot of data, it just seems like everybody's out kicking their coverage that way. I, I just don't know that that's possible.
0: Yeah. To tie it all back into stubbornness, I think also there – maybe I'm trying to think of an example where this is incorrect, but I think all the people I know who are stubborn, who are big-time stubborn, just in general, who are someone I would consider to be stubborn, I think they're also really afraid to say, I don't know. And they don't – they will not say I was wrong, but they, they, I can never hear them say I don't know, which I'll say all the time. If I don't know, right. I don't know it. The, like these same stubborn people who – they Don't want to wear masks, which who does, but they refuse to, so they're going to try to find confirmation bias and whatever, whatever they can to justify not wearing a mask. And, you know, therefore, that's their opinion from then there on out. Like that. And the, I like the basis of that. Like, why, why, are, why are you afraid to say you don't know? Were, were you taunted as a kid? Right. Did people call you stupid? Were you, did your parents like think you were the dumb kid and that's something that you've always fought against? And now you're, you don't want to seem like the dumb kid, so you stick to your your guns with your your opinions i mean there's got to be some deep-seated thing that i'm sure a psychologist would be like yeah we learned that in the first semester of school but you two are practicing what is it You say <laughs> armchair psychiatrist that term i love no 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 not that yeah that for sure but uh where you creep into another oh, profession uh, Epistemic
1: uh trespassing uh, you take your, comp- yeah, we're, we're, take that's your confidence. That's all we do on the show is trespass and, and jump right over <laughs> into somebody else's ballpark, just like you have lived through that and seen mm-hmm. thousands of patients, and you <laughs> all you've done is read a good ten to maybe two articles, a couple of hours of reading, and now now we know everything.
0: <laughs> now the whole thing this, of this, the var show though, is we're curious about it, and we discussing it makes us think in different ways because we like to think, we like to think critically, we like to try to. Not necessarily. No, it may not always solve the problem, but try to see it from a different a different area, and solving it would be nice. Um, so that's why we ask these things, and we talk about these things because we don't know. Solve. That's the whole that happens, basis fantastic. of all of it. My, my existence is to just foster thought wherever that goes. Yep, and just to think about these things, and maybe that's why they are, and how. And I, sometimes I'm like, well, how do I apply this to everyday life? Maybe I can. Maybe I can't. But I'm. I don't. Uh, I would say, I was going to say, knowing, I don't see how knowing so much of anything would hurt you. But then again, uh, there is some truth, ignorance is bliss and a lot of stuff. But, you know, know, I hate to poo on my own point, but that's the whole point of all of this. But the the stubborn person, what I was getting at is there must be something that they're insecure about. And so they're just, they're just won't change their mind because they're afraid to say, I don't know, or I was wrong or, but, you know, at some point in life, I'm sure everyone's been told, oh, are you ever going to admit when you're wrong? Right or wrongfully so. I mean, I've been told that you can't admit when you're wrong. And I've told other people that, you know, but I don't think that that's necessarily true for everybody. It doesn't, people just, they don't, if you're an individual who is often right about things, they can't wait for you to be wrong. And they'll say, you can't admit you're wrong. I was like, well, just because someone hasn't been wrong a lot doesn't mean that they can't admit when they're wrong. Just because you haven't proven them wrong on something, that doesn't mean they're stubborn. That just means maybe you haven't found something that they were wrong about. Right. I don't and know, I, that's I, just,
1: what I would want to add to that is think about always, whatever it is, just something you're stumped on. Like, why is someone like blah, blah, blah. Ask yourself, is that something anybody would choose to go out and, and to find in the world or in the psyche and put on as a choice? Would you, so there's a point in that exercise they don't have a lot of control over this is Is my opinion i don't think you have you have a con, uh, choice to recognize it you have a choice to sort of kind of find a way to maybe remedy it but just realize if that is part of someone's programming it's not something that they just said all right i'm five and let me personality traits here. I think that's the one I'm going to choose to gravitate toward. Yeah, that, that seems successful. Like I, there's, there's an element to this and I don't know if it's in totality or some, some other epigenetic things or some things are turned on that maybe they could be turned off. I don't know, but it is just part of who a lot of people are. Now, being uh, receptive to people in conversations about it, maybe that's a degree of what you have or have not control over it, but I don't think it's anything that you can choose not to be part of, as far as the idea of being stubborn. I just don't. If, if you have that deep-healed thing, I don't know that you can turn that off necessarily. You, you can you can agree to struggle with it, but I, I don't think you, care to. you can just say, "All right, it doesn't exist anymore." I don't. I don't think that's possible.
0: Right. So, so I guess like if you're you you are the person dealing with this stubborn individual. Like you just, I mean, that's how I am. When I have stubborn people I know, I just learned that's how they are. You have to learn to live with it and t- try to make it not affect you personally as much as you can. Although when you're dealing with a, when you have to deal with someone who's stubborn on a daily basis, whether you and right. you don't choose to, you're forced to, um, then then you just you have to find other mechanisms to not be miserable all the time. And I guess all you can do is avoid things like that, like opinionated matters. No. I it, and
1: and also just don't have too much of your own self tied up into whatever those matters are that you might be discussing with them or introducing with them. Don't be too tied to any of them. That way, if you're getting the constant blow off, it's just not going to matter to you. But if you're in, invested in trying to, cause you care about somebody and you're trying to help them be less, less way, it's not in their wiring to do that. So don't be offended by that. It's not an intention to be offensive to you with their response. That's from my vantage point
0: anyway. Right. But like when you as a as a healthcare professional, I know it can be frustrating talking to anti-vaxxers or people who think, you, you know, you can spread poison ivy from person to person after you've walked. I mean, you just have to give them the information if they choose not to use it correctly as long as you've articulated the, the, the what we know so far in the scientific world i mean i've just learned to try to not just let them know what you what, what what's out there what's real what you know what's, what's you can only give them the information and you can't make them use a lot of times they it they won't like accept, it or it. accept it yep and then when people just keep wanting some kind of confirmation they just want to they don't call to ask a question mm-hmm. they call to get confirmation on their opinion Um, it's only for so long, I will only go around the racetrack with them and I finally have to be like, all right, well, that's all we know, you know, just move on to the next person. Speaking of moving on where I'm at, it's about lunchtime, so I'm about ready to go in this hunger. Yeah. I'm not sure where we're going today, but I'm going to go somewhere. Till next time.
1: Are you going inside? restaurants are are back
0: open now, so probably get it to go and bring it home. I don't, I don't like huge crowds and I don't, I don't want to be. I don't don't want to have a rock thrown at me saying, you shouldn't be at a restaurant, so I'm just going to go get it to go, and that'll be the risky enough for me today.
1: Take care. Enjoy your lunch. Till next time.